everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit of Better. I am Joel Strugnell uh, with my co-host, Wyatt Taylor. What's going on, guys? And today, we are doing a mailbag episode. Um, so we've we've kind of asked or got asked a few questions uh, that people would like to have answered on the podcast. So today, it's, uh, it's going to be focused on stretching. So kind of like when is the best time to stretch? Is stretching kind of useful? Yada, yada, yada about stretching. Um, the second is about <laughs> alcohol drinking um, and the effects kind of how does that affect training basically and how's that nights out with the boys? How's that kind of <laughs> or girls? Um, how does that pertain to uh, what happens in the gym and affect that? And then um, we had a question on training injured slash coming back after um after an injury to either sport or um fitness so we're hopefully like i think we could probably talk on these three things in individual podcasts yeah I think but so these are going to be kind of brief i would say we're not going to get super detailed no we'll probably spend like i mean 20 15, 20 minutes on 20, each yeah, yeah on each i think might be like stretching we have quite a bit written down for and the coming back to sport after injured is a pretty straightforward yeah like we're, it's not we're, super and i don't I, I i know that i don't know about you but like my thoughts on that i'm just going to talk a bit on on what like my personal thing has been and what's helped me yeah that's exactly I, what i'm right like that's kind of the so yeah. um but yeah what's going on man what's new oh well the gym is open hey today. it's friday today we're uh, recording yeah. it's, friday, it's friday june 11th so outdoor classes have started officially oh it was a nice morning today yeah. too how was your six or five a.m. wake good, up call? Good. good. I actually was up. Like I woke up five minutes just before excited. my alarm. I was just the sun is like it's so much better getting up in the summer, don't you find? No, it's not. It's never good getting up at five. Dude, it's way better than knowing that you're getting into your car that's like frozen. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But if I have a choice to never and get up at pitch, five a.m. again, I'm it's taking pitch it. Pitch dark. <laughs> um, yeah, I difference between you yeah, and Keely. Yeah incredibly <laughs> no it's just funny because i always joke about this um for those who don't know keely's my girlfriend her family are smart as shit very early morning like oh very, they're all like that they're all like that okay. i'm the lazy piece of shit um i'm like you should read a book on like high achievers they all get up early oh my god dude mark Wahlberg <laughs> gets up at two like, whatever dude then that's just, stupid then you just got to go to bed at six i know like that, come yeah, on give me a break like no that'll cut all your gaming time out yeah 100 percent. so like for me i'm I'm usually in bed by like 12. That's like my typical night and I'm up at around like 8, 8.30 and I just, I got nowhere to be. So I just chill and then I just kind of like mosey on Unless whatever. Unless he's coaching, but. The, yeah. <laughs> then I then I have to get up. <laughs> no, the the bakers are like in bed by like nine and up at like six. They're sleeping seven and I'm like, I will never. She's studying by the time. Never. She studied two hours before Dude, you she, even get up. She texts me like goodnight at like 7.30 sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck? You're such a nerd. Beat <laughs> a nerd. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, well, we, is. yeah, right. <laughs> She's in vet school. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a golf game tomorrow. Huge golf game Big tomorrow. Game. Big game. Saturday, it's uh, Pato's thirtieth birthday. Shout out. Actually, Math- Matthew to- Patton's. Today, the release date of this episode is his actual birthday, I believe. On right? Monday, the fourteenth. Isn't that right? Don't don't ask me. I'm either questions. the best friend in the world or I'm not. But. I'm his brother-in-law, and I have yeah, you zero shouldn't idea. Give a shit, but I know like two birthdays, and it's my sister's. Because you chirp her every year. Yes, and Keeley's. I Wikipedia my father's every year, and then my mother's. I kind of wing it. <laughs> and then, it's around this time. Yeah, I know the months. I don't, I don't. I can't remember the days. I'm just. I don't know why. I'm bad with birthdays. Always right. happen. Um, but yeah, huge game. It's me and Wyatt against uh Pato and Matt and Jared. Well. Matt Patton is Pato. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get so. And Gerald Ennett, who is going to be a co-host for a couple episodes. At yeah, some we'll point. hopefully get him on. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's basically beauty and for first the, bronze, really. Yeah, for the smart, for the smarts of the. Yeah. We need a smart person on the on the podcast to make <laughs> we, sense. We've of, we've dumbed it down way yeah. too much. <laughs> hey, we speak to an audience that. Are you calling our audience stupid? No, Joel? I'm not calling. I think you stupid. are. All right. I'm just saying they don't want to hear about <laughs> science. No. There's a hundred other podcasts you can listen to. They, about they don't want to hear about science. Wait till Joel gets into the alcohol yeah, concept. Actually, <laughs> I say that, but I'm gonna science. be sm- I'm gonna be the smarty <laughs> pants today. All um, right, let's uh let's get into this shit. Let's go. Yeah, but Matt and Jerry, we're gonna bury you. Yeah. 
So the first question we got is basically stretching. Just they want to learn more about what stretching like is. Is it good for you? Should I do it? When is it helpful? Should I do it before workout, after workout? Yeah. What's the best? Yeah. So um, yeah, let's dive into it. Um, so I think <laughs> I, I think everyone there's been this like long history of people being told to stretch, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you need to stretch more. Oh, you're you're a sport. You play sports. You should stretch more. You should stretch to warm up. You should you know. Um, so is that, is it good for us? Is it not? And there's a ton of research, ton of like, well, not research. Well, there is a ton of research, yeah, but no, there's, there's a ton a, of like, amount. there's also a ton of like, um, a lot of experts that are really not experts in it. Like doctors that talk as if they, yeah, they're like, you know, and they just don't Do- doctors are, trust me, they're very good. And I like, obviously they're way <laughs> smarter than me and all that stuff. But when it comes to the body, and injuries and things like that they're almost their answers i had if I they're had not a, specialized yeah then then they're like it's like okay like you're specialized in disease and illness like right. i probably shouldn't go to you for like if i have some tendonitis in my knee like i should go to a physiotherapist something i had a fucking doctor tell me the reason my knees hurt is because my quads aren't strong enough guy back squats like 500 pounds and i was so like what are you talking about don't tell <laughs> like, me that there's no way hey, immediately I'm you're fired <laughs> i'm like okay cool <laughs> six 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 cool 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 all my insecurities are flooding really back, back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean flooding back they never left <laughs> well, i thought they would have left if yeah. i if i could squat 500 pounds my insecurities they just gone. get worse <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah i just think this this is an issue that's uh extremely confusing because like people are like, oh man, like this person says I should stretch before, like static stretch, and then this person says stretching's terrible for you before. Um, so some people say, oh, it's great for recovery, and like other people say, oh, well, it's it can, yeah, it helps with like range of motion sometimes. And then what's the difference between mobility and stretching? And mm-hmm. so we're just kind of gonna touch on it. So um, yeah. The, basically the biggest difference between what I think the biggest difference of mobility and stretching is a lot of times is the mobility focus more on a joint. Correct. So like, yeah, I mean, so flexibility is basically the measurement of range of motion and then mobility is the degree you have. Right. It's weird. Like they're basically the same thing, but slightly different. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. so there's this like, there's this range of people that are super, super flexible. Like I would say like gymnasts. Right. And then there's, there are people that are a lot less flexible that are, are usually on the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the opposite of flexible? (laughs) Non flexible, non flexible. -flexible. (laughs) We'll go with that. Um, stiff, stiff. Yeah. So like, like, and usually that has to do with like stronger, more, um, like, yeah, I mean, people there, that strength train. There's a lot of factors. Right? I, I have a whole like list here of factors I can go into of what's going to affect your range of motion, and your flexibility, that are like in your control and also not in your control. So. Yeah, but a lot of studies have found neither spectrum is great. You want to kind of be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, well, to like, be like to have. Think about it. If you're a football player and your shoulder joint is so flexible and loose that it can bend backwards, like. You're, it's probably, you're dislocating your shoulder like every time. you're. Yeah, it's probably not going to be a good play. And some but people if, do have that problem. But yeah, but if it's too stiff to the point where like you can hardly move it, you're probably going to injure there. So that nice balance of finding the in-between. like Then like, your muscles get torn. Yeah, yeah, it's just you want a nice balance. Like everything, right? Yeah, you just want yeah. to – you want a nice balance. And it's also whatever your sport requires. So like Correct. gymnasts are going to need more flexibility than like a, a football player and, right. and stuff like that. So. And so a lot of times like the sport will dictate what um, – what kind of the stretching measures are as well. Yeah. Like if you're a, a high level athlete in those sports, for instance, gymnasts, um, they will probably have a, a lot bigger of a flexibility routine than the average person. Right. So let's, let's talk about that. So if you're yeah. not in a sport, you're not an athlete, you're just trying to live a healthy and active life. Should you be stretching? So my thing on this would be twofold. Number one, if you're, if you have a tough time getting into certain positions, right. If you're like super stiff, like we were saying, yeah. um, now the reason you could be stiff is there's two reasons for that, right? There's one where you're just, your your muscles, certain muscles are weak and other muscles mm-hmm. are tight. Right. And then other, and then other times it's like your muscles are tight, but then other muscles are right. You know well, what I here, mean? Let's so, just. 
I'll just go into just quickly the factors that affect yeah. affect flexibility. So like number one, the joint structure, so the type of joint it is. Your shoulder is a ball and socket, so obviously it's gonna have a lot more range of motion right. than your elbow. That's a hinge, right? So, right. And your knee, yeah. Yeah. The joint itself is gonna dictate then your age and sex. So young people tend and yet when women tend to have a little bit more flexibility than Kids. men. <laughs> which yeah. also probably goes into some other things such as like muscle and connective tissue. So the amount of muscle and the connective tissue around the joint. Right. Your neural control. Um, so basically like when you're stretching, you're feeling like that stretch tolerance kind of thing. That's more or less your nervous system rather than the muscle. Right. Um, <clears throat> then like resistance training. So if you're consistently, if you're doing like pros and cons of that, like if you're doing really deep squats 24 seven, you're going to have really good range of motion. But if it's super heavy, there's also, you're building more of the muscle connective tissue around the joint. So it might right. limit it. Think of like the bodybuilder. Yeah. So that goes into compared to ball. the gymnast. Yeah yeah. 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 And then activity level. So if someone like is just more active overall, because they're always in those wider positions than someone who's sedentary, they're going to be more mobile. Right. So those are kind of like the things that affect like flexibility and range of motion. All right. That that's great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So is it necessary for that average person? I think it's like a combination of yes and no. Right. So the way I kind of look at this is if you're just coming into the gym and you're training, you're eventually going to get those end ranges of motion eventually. It's like driving a car. So like if you just come in and train and you try to squat deep every single day, you're driving that car at 60 kilometers an hour. But if you add stretching on top of that, then you might be driving at 80. So, so what you were saying is like your ability is to you're, you're able to go quicker, lift more weight sooner. Yeah. If you add in. Okay. If it, it takes 10 years to get to that perfect deep squat, stretching might take it down to like five. Right. Something like, like something. I don't, those numbers aren't exact, but I'm just saying like, just in general, like if you practice full ranges of motion at all times when you're lifting, then you're going to get to those good end positions eventually. It's just going to take a long time. Yeah. And the problem with this is that like to increase that range of motion, um, a lot of studies have, have shown that um, you have to be fairly consistent with stretching. Right? Yeah. So you have to almost do it probably for what most research shows is like four to six days a week, which is quite a bit. And it, it's not a lot of time, but it needs to be consistent. And the problem again is when a lot of these studies show that when these people stop stretching, then the same yeah. thing happens where the people revert back to where they were before if they you, stretched. Right? If you don't use it, you lose right, it. Exactly. So you, you think about somebody that like compare CrossFit to yoga, yeah. right? Like you have the super flexible yoga yogi, uh, and then you have what I would consider like a stiffer CrossFitter. Yeah. And, but if you pair those two, you get like this perfect balance, I think. Yeah. And I think so just, even when you talk about like that four to six times per week, um, it doesn't have to be straight stretching. Right. So like, if you think about it in the sense, like if you add in stretching sessions, maybe two to three times a week, but then you're going to a gym, like whatever the other times are, and you're going through those full end ranges of motion, you're stretching, right? Because every time you squat, if you put weight on your back and you squat as low as you can go, you're basically doing a weighted mobility. 100%. Movement, right? Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. You're forcing your body into positions. So you don't have to like do like straight stretching four to six times per week in that sense. Correct. That's a good point. But like if you're, if you're not training, you probably should kind of thing, like to stay flexible. And then if you are training – like, Hey, like maybe just do two to three times a week, however much you want or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter if you want to get like, if say your overhead mobility is shit and you want to get better at that, spend like the next like two months emphasizing that while training. And then once you kind of get there, as long as you're using it in the gym every single, like not every single day, but often it's going to stay, it's yeah. not going to go anywhere. You can lower the sessions down after that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like he said, I'm going to add on that, um, what like a better approach in, in, in what, and I think it has a lot to do with why it's so the study I looked at, they just stretched for, um, an eight week period. They saw flexibility changes, but then they stopped stretching for, I uh, I don't have it with me, but it, I think it was like four weeks right? and they, and they went back backwards to where they were. Um, and they also were strength training at the same time, but they lost some flexibility. So the problem, so what I'm trying to say is the better approach is what Wyatt's saying. And you can use what, what are called slow eccentric 
uh, movements. So for uh, some people, those are called negatives. But basically, it's anytime your muscle is lengthening, um, stretching, right? And yeah. basically, anytime you actually would stretch your muscle. But if you think about a squat, right, you're on the way down, you're stretching. Uh, and if you're going slow, you're um, – where was I going with that? I don't know. Where, where are you going with that? What's that? <laughs> No, but basically like you're, you're, if you go slow on the, on the way up and the way down, you're, you're elongating your muscle, you're stretching it out and you add that negative portion to it. Yeah. So on the way down, you're, you're kind of stretching out your quad a little bit. Now, obviously this is done with less weight, but it's just an idea here. Like we throw those in like tempo squats, right? Those yeah. are really good for like, and like you were saying earlier, that's really good for, um, the central nervous system response. And, and it, and it kind of keeps that muscle elongator stretched, if you will. Now you're not actually making your muscle, you can never make it like longer than it's meant to be. Right. Right. It's just the tone in the muscle. So if like it can get tighter or, or basically looser is what the idea is there. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of like, I think that the negative approach, like the negative, <laughs> the positive in that. The negative like range of motion, so the eccentric loading of your muscle is a better way to stretch it. That's a better yeah. bang for your buck. Because I think also you're like you're focusing on position while doing it, and exactly. you're gonna try to get into those deep end ranges. So that's the idea so. of coming to the gym, doing the motion, but also keeping in mind that you're not just like flying up and down. Yeah. Right. Like you're you're actually going through a range of motion, and you're thinking about okay, like this is four seconds down controlled, four seconds back up. Exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of times people often coincide stretching with like injury prevention and things like that. And I'm kind of like torn on this. Yeah. I think it's injury preventative if you don't have the range of motion to begin with. So if you have a really shitty overhead position and it's like, you're like rounding so much in your spine to get a bar overhead, it's like, okay, maybe we do need to work on like some mobility to get you into a better position right. for doing that. But like, stretch like there's a ton of research now showing like stretching before doing an activity isn't gonna make it any yeah and by like, and by stretching before i think you mean like static stretching so me and you are big proponents i think on the same thing yeah like there's multiple different like what there's static dynamic pnf and then ballistic right and uh like static's fine i think it's like decent for like improving range of motion but for warm-ups you should almost always do dynamic 100 yeah. percent. and so that's our kind of thing like when you're warming up, which is a totally different, well, it's not totally different, but it's kind of going down a rabbit hole a little bit, but, um, yeah, static stretching longer than like five to 15 seconds. I think it's shown that, um, is really not going to help you, especially in like power sports. Yeah. It's power just... explosive things. Like, so if you're lifting weight and you're going for like, you're lifting a heavy amount of weight, it's really not going to do anything beneficial. There's been some research to show that it could help in, 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 uh, like certain sports that need more flexibility, but for what we do in like a general fitness space, I would really tell many people to do static stretching holds for, no, we, the way we typically run our warm ups. I mean, the biggest thing you need to do for warming up, I mean, we're kind of getting off topic, get but it's fine <laughs> is exactly raise your body temperature and get that heart rate a little elevated. That's what you need to do. That's what's going to keep you safe. So yeah do something that's like five minutes that's kind of heart rate heavy. So maybe doing like, if you're doing like double unders workout, maybe do some bike and double under something like that. Then you can kind of move it into more dynamic and static stretching. Cause like based on what you're doing that day, the way I see it too, is like I put static stretching in our warm ups here. Um, because I know people aren't stretching at home, but so you I'm, do, but you do that in a, in a manner where it's, you're not holding it for like, it's usually you're moving just, through ranges of motion that yeah. you're going to be moving through that day. It's like, yeah, you're I'm doing a like, quad stretch because we're going to be squatting and it's not like I'm holding it for a long period. Of no. Time. And the only reason I do it is, yeah, like I, like I said earlier, it's just because I know people probably aren't doing that at home. So if I can get them to do some stretching here and help increase some ranges of motion during their warm up, then why not? Yeah. And then I finish with a more sports specific type of thing. So if we're doing a lot of cleans, like I'll go through the clean and we'll do that. Like, right. That's a whole, almost a whole topic for another day. But yeah. Yeah. at the end of the day, stretching is kind of injury preventative if it's because you have really bad positions to begin with and you need to get there but it's not going to save you from like blowing your quad out by stretching a little bit before a session or something <laughs> right like, that. like this is not 
how it's going to go. <laughs> now, what what I what I will say is, if you're looking to increase flexibility, so if you are somebody that is looking for more range of motion of a joint or muscle, then what <laughs> range of motion in general, um, then 15, 20 minutes of stretching will help. Yeah. I, I stretch so, probably three or four times a week, and I know that my risk of injury is a lot lower if yeah. I do stretch, and a lot of that comes down to also – the relaxation part of it right that's what exactly what i was going to say yeah. like i stretch i right. like, i try to like yeah me too. i don't want to get Bump super tight much. and things like that but i also know like if i put on like whatever i spend like 10 minutes just stretching and I just put on some like chill tunes like i'm going to be super relaxed and Deep that's going to do way much more for my body for recovery than like whatever like sleep yeah. and being relaxed is like the number one thing you need for recovery it's fuck 100%. your cbd oils <laughs> they well Ah, no. There's not enough out on it. Yeah. (laughs) Just get get sleep more (laughs) and just be relaxed. That's how you recover. That's great. Yeah, no, I totally agree that that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the big takeaway here is that like that part of it, it, I think has more, more to do than. Yeah. I think that's the biggest. The CNN, like the, like the, your nervous system kind of shutting down and and you're decreasing stress, which then leads to. Like how, how good do you feel after stretching? You spend time and you feel like, Ooh, yeah, like yoga, right? I'm like chill. you're just yeah, you're you, you walk out of there and you, you, your body feels great. Um, similar ish, I think, to massage kind of feel, right? Yeah, like, I 100 percent agree. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so that's kind of our take on 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 stretching. Mostly, like for warm ups, try and stick with dynamic. Yeah, if you're in uh, a for, lot of times, rec- I guess gonna, we never really explain it. Just real quick, dynamic stretching would be like uh, if you're doing like shoulder rolls or something like that Rotation, like yeah you're just doing like you're not just holding a static position you're kind of like moving the joint through the range of motion so like air squats are technically a dynamic stretch kind of thing kind of yeah yeah and especially like, when we do them with like a like a squat to stand yeah variation like a kang squat we yeah, always, yeah, always yeah. do or like just a, a deep lunge like a, a world's greatest yeah where you're getting down and you're doing that t-spine rotation like yeah. that shit's that's good yeah. yeah so that's that's dynamic static would just be like for a long period of time yeah yeah um anything else on stretching you want to touch on no let's get on to the fun topic oh yeah here we go <laughs> all right so uh the second question was how does drinking affect training drinking with the boy actually i think word for word how does drinking with the boys affect this was a question by a guy obviously drinking with the boys affect training and gains first and foremost there's never Such a, a negative with question. drinking with the boys it's only a positive <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quite the contrary. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so for we uh, we're all about balance in life. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And um, I think I think it's important to take that into context. Like obviously, if you have are super gold, you're an athlete at the highest level. This is a different question. LeBron James doesn't drink the entire season and barely drinks in the off season. Yeah. But like. He's getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars, so it's probably worth it. Yeah, exactly. Um, for us regular folk, just living like a healthy, fit life, um, my my, I, I drink, you drink. Yeah. Um, I think everything in moderation is totally fine. That we'll, we'll get, we're gonna get into this a little bit more, but basically that's my full take on it. Um, everything in moderation, even moderation. So if you go out and get absolutely hammered that's fine just don't make it a just don't make it a just a don't habit. make it every like I, everyday habit because then you have, obviously you have, that's a problem but yeah like yeah. i know with, with most of my clients and things like that i try to be like yeah like have fun enjoy life like if you want to have a glass of wine with the girls or whatever <laughs> like that's totally fine or like, a bottle <laughs> yeah <laughs> go for it just like don't make it a habit of every single night you're kind of doing it like well i i I, th- I think when once that starts to happen then yeah. you're looking at like you, there's probably some other there's something else probably going on that's yeah much worse probably, that's and, out of my pig and hey yeah that's 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 not yeah. for us to talk about but um i think but yeah this is the, we want to talk about like or at least yeah we want to talk about like the effects kind of, of of the body and what kind of actually happens and what maybe is is how you should look at it basically yeah. right so spoiler it's not good yeah <laughs> so it's not yeah it binge drinking is not good <laughs> It's I'll fun, come out okay. and say it. It's, it's not good for your body. It's really fun. It's good for your social. Yeah. Right. I, it's good for your. I, I, if it's once in a while, like I, oh, honestly, man. that's what I'm. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, 
in the grand scheme of things, like, and I think it's a touchy subject right now because like we're we've gone through basically a year of lockdown. So, so I think we all a, I think hang out I think a lot I think a lot of people have been like drinking, yeah, more than I know I probably have more than I normally would. I'm not, not I'm not saying I drink a lot, but yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, so what so what does it do? What, what actually do? here here here's my smart smart the science boys coming science, out the little yeah, nerd. I have a degree. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> this is what you pay for, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, so what actually happens in your body? So you ingest alcohol, alcohol uh, or ethanol goes to acetaldehyde, uh, which turns into acetate in your body and then transfers finally into acetyl-CoA. So acetyl-CoA just... So that's me trying to be really, really smart and saying the step-by-step process. He's trying to impress Jerry for next time. (laughs) Uh, So basically acetyl-CoA can be used as energy. But unfortunately, this is extremely inefficient for the body. Um, So basically alcohol has a a very high thermogenic effect, which means basically it's very inefficient for your body to use as energy. Um, But it's still, obviously your body will still use it as energy. but yeah, so what happens is alcohol doesn't actually. So there's a, a myth that alcohol makes you fat. Is that a myth? I've I've heard that before. The beer belly. Yeah, the beer belly. Mm-hmm. So alcohol itself is not um, really converted into fat very well. It's it's actually um, into the body to do that. So, but what what the body does do when it takes in alcohol is that it signals to the body that um, sugar and fat aren't needed to be burned. So basically, it suppresses your fat burning, whatever. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Fat burning I, systems. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's not a problem of storing fat when you drink. It's a problem of suppressing the fat burning. So basically, if you're trying to lose weight, um, this can be kind of detrimental in some ways. Yeah, right. more ways than if you're one trying to if you're too, trying to yeah. lose weight, I think I think so for I, sure too. I, and then we also have to like, like we have to go back to like our last nutrition episode too. Like, calories are about in alcohol, it's seven I, calories per gram. Yeah, and so it's like it's super easy to overdrink your calories. Yeah, like super easy. So that's like if you are drinking and you are trying to like like we're not saying don't drink. Obviously, have fun, enjoy your life. But if you are trying to lose weight. Like you Keep might, that in mind. you got to be more disciplined. Yeah. Like you have to be like, okay, like instead of getting like 10 drinks tonight, maybe I'll just have like three right. kind of thing. And if you are, maybe go for the lower calorie option. Yeah. Something like that. Like go for a 67. And, and yeah. Some, there's something like yeah. just something else that like, that's what I used to drink in, keep it down. in uh university. That's why you're so shredded. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a secret. Yeah. But no vodka waters at the bar or even before, like they would, they're bang for you their buck. You went to Guelph for they're dollar bang. beers. Yeah, no, and you I got vodka no, water. Oh, okay. I hundred percent had beers. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying, but on nights where I drank vodka waters, better bang for your buck, mm-hmm. feeling wise. Yeah, felt, felt amazing for sure. And then I was buzzing. And then, um, second, no hangover because of all the water you drank. True. I'd felt so, I'd feel unbelievable the next morning. But there's actually a new. Uh, I don't know if you know Jake Berman at all. I think we've talked about. Him. He's a that think tank. Sounds, yes, a think is, tank yes, athlete. Yep. yep. He created like a health, not not like a healthy mixer, but one that like is full of electrolytes. So when you're drinking, you're staying hydrated the yeah. entire time. I think that's a genius yeah, idea. I really want to try it, but because that's a big thing is that it it, it obviously dehydrates you quite yeah. a bit, um, which has a lot of effects on training if you are training the next day. The whole th- if you're two percent dehydrated, your performance drops significantly. Yeah, it's actually insane. Yeah, um, um so that uh, that's a big point that I had here is that um athletes or or like fitnessers if you will you can mm-hmm. take it however you want that drink um before a competition or like you can it's almost okay for athletes to drink after a competition um De- depending on what the next one is right exactly yeah. so like if you have a couple days off you're probably okay yeah you're so fine. if you if you say you don't work out sundays and you work out saturday morning this is this is exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so you drink Saturday, or sorry, you, you work out Saturday, then you drink Saturday night, and you wake up the next morning. You're kind of hungover. You, you absolutely feel like shit. vegetate yeah, all Sunday. And you vegetate do all nothing. Sunday. Steph with, has to look after Jacko all day. No, I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm at the I'm at the water park. 
sunglasses on, sunglasses hat down. Listen to Screaming Kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that actually was my weekend last weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good time, though. Good time at the night and at the water park. I, I, <laughs> Both are great. Both but, are great. Uh, but that day, of, day or two off actually does help your recovery yeah not, like not your overall recovery but your recovery from that drinking the, night well because uh whenever you drink um there's a neurotransmitter um it's gaba gamma amibitric acid hey, this is why it's time to be smart something weird I, not even not even really i'm not a huge neurotransmitter guy i don't know gaba, a ton gaba. uh about them i feel like chet might hear this and be like what the fuck is that He's guy talking about morons He's an talking idiot. about stupid <laughs> shit they don't even know about but uh yeah, basically it increases GABA and that's like an inhibitory neurotransmitter for the nervous system and things like that. So it can have it can have an effect for about 72 hours after drinking, which can affect training, which yeah. will affect training. It, sorry. It, 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 it has a big effect on muscle protein synthesis and recovery. So mm-hmm. basically just like, yeah, I should have just said recovery because muscle protein synthesis makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically there's like the recovery aspect of your muscles. I feel like alcohol, like drinking alcohol in sports it's so interesting to me because like like i mean it's a team bonding exercise like if you have all the the boys 100%. out and you're drinking beers and they're getting along very well and they're having fun with each other like That's you're building team important. chemistry so yeah. it's like who cares if there was a, they actually, might not perform as well there was a, there was a sick there was this really cool study i came across not that long ago and it was on a rugby team and they those guys can drink so that's a, that's <laughs> god damn that's literally exactly what i thought right like you you you're like yeah obviously these guys are monsters yeah and they are and so they played a game they so the study was they 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 would pl- they followed this rugby team throughout i think yeah. half a season or something and they played so they'd play a game on they play one game a week and it obviously usually was saturday and then they would go out that night, get absolutely shit faced, and then they would come back to train. I think on Tuesday, I think it was like their week started Tuesday. Yeah. And then they would train throughout the week, and then they would have like Friday off, and then the game would be Saturday. I believe that's how their week worked. Don't quote me on that, but um, great story, Joel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> don't even know the real facts about. It. But basically, what happened was they were their their level of competition was the same every week. So like their yeah. level, their level of like, um, I forget how they measured it too, but basically when they came back Tuesday, they were at full capacity. Right. And then Saturday game came around and that was, they were fine. Yeah, I also do think that's like it in, in sports, like when you're talking about athletes and if, if they do like, obviously, uh, especially like, like back like 20 years in any yeah. sport, right. They used to like drink a lot more than they do now. I think people, it's so much i think just the whole atmosphere environment has kind of changed a little bit just because like i mean like my generation i always get made fun of it but we rip video games 24 7 right yeah you guys are cool look at (laughs) well like look at all the athletes who are now like uh like they start streaming on twitch or like when all that quarantine stuff was down they would just go back to their hotel room and play video games i know my dad talks about that all the time like how many of his kids just go and just like Instead of going out to the bars, getting hammered with the boys, they go back and just rip Fortnite together. Together, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a different kind of dynamic. So I think drinking in sports might have gone down a little, definitely from back in the day, from what, I mean, I don't have a direct, I mean, I have a pretty decent connection to the NHL. I kind of understand <laughs> what a little bit's going on, but I don't have like the in and out of it. But no. just from what I have heard from a reliable source, it's not as prevalent yeah, yeah as it, yeah obviously as they it probably still go out every now and then but i would i would hope yeah. so like i think they would for sure i just think it's it could have just been because of covid and everyone had to stay inside i think that's a big factor too but yeah um i think another big thing with drinking is that um it it, it does have it depend like first of all a lot of these studies are there's a ton of studies on alcohol right yeah and and there's so many like Oh, is that actually what's happening in the body? Like, what's ha- like, is this actually the effect? Oh, how much causes that? So there's a lot of things that I think, um, like any study, right? You're you're kind of like the body. Everyone's body's so different. So it's like, what do you take for what's actually true? And then what's like, oh, well, that was just like a one off. And like, oh, th- those are athletes, so they're different because they're just like competitively wired different. 
right? Yeah. Like maybe does, does that come into play? Like, I, I mean, don't know. I'm just, I'm just like thinking off the top of my head. But here's, here's another thing that I'll talk about. Um, you have to think about what comes along with drinking too, right? You can't, exactly, you can't just look at what the alcohol itself does. Cause like, yeah, the alcohol itself is bad for you for sure. Don't get me wrong. Like it's full of empty calories. Really. It does all that shit to your body. It affects physical performance for 72 hours afterwards. Like right. it's not great, but odds are when you're drinking with the boys, you're going to be up to like three. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be eating pizza, eating chips, screwing around, having fun, this fucking like ruining your body. And then the next day you're going to absolutely vegetate. Wait, and, and it's all bad. It's all bad for it. Yeah. If that's your night. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Just it's like, like stress overload. You're not sleeping. Like one thing will, uh, I don't know if we'll ever touch on this, but like, like marijuana use and uh, like weight dormants, like if you're trying to lose weight. I probably wouldn't smoke a ton of weed just because of what's going to happen when you do. You're going to want to eat a fuck ton. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like maybe chill. Same with alcohol. Like what happens when you drink alcohol? Like you're going to eat that pizza. A you lot know, of you're times. Gonna, yeah. Like, right. Even it's some, hard yeah. to, like when you're drinking, you're having fun. And like, we're not saying don't do it. Like do it, have fun. We live do your life. Yeah. But just know when you pick do, your spots. Yeah. Like realize, okay, if you're trying to lose weight, you might have to sacrifice some things during the day. You might have to, instead of eating that nice, good, awesome like calorie dense breakfast with some bacon like maybe like cut it down make it a little healthier like lower the cows maybe go for a run that day like fuel your body up full of water throughout the day just kind of prep for it have a couple of drinks of water before you go to bed i find that yeah that's huge um and there's like little things you can take too uh, before you go to bed that like help the next morning i don't know if you've ever heard of those i forget what they're called no. but, but uh I, I don't know some people say they work some people say they don't but like i think if you if you take like some sort of electrolyte yeah for Pill sure or whatever right i That'll think help. honestly if you have like chug a gatorade before bed or something like that like fucking that's gonna be sick but to get back to your point though i think it's important to think like yeah what like on a night out when you decide yeah i'm gonna drink on a saturday night mm -hmm. well what like how does that set you up right and then like how do you turn it around because <laughs> because like for me it's like okay for t oh, let's take Saturday for instance. Yeah. For Saturday, this is exactly what's going to happen to me. I'm going to start <laughs> golfing at twelve o'clock. Yeah. There will be beers involved. For sure. Maybe some depending shots because it's a birthday. Depending on how good you play, there might be more or less. Depending. I I, I guarantee it'll be the same amount because really? it, it doesn't matter. No, I'm not. I'm yeah. If I, you play bad, you're not like fuck. I'm gonna have another one. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep drinking the whole time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, I sound like a booze bag, but I'm actually not. Um, you're the worst. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're but anyways, so bad. <laughs> we drink the entire round. So we drink all the way through four hours, whatever. Go back to a little gathering out, outdoors, of course. Mm -hmm. um, continue to drink. We will probably, I will guarantee we probably stay up till two or three. Yeah. This will come out Monday and I will guarantee this. I'll listen to this and say, yep. I'll check, check. That happened. Check. <laughs> um, I'll be home in bed probably about 3.30. Um, and I'll wake up the next morning probably early because I have a child. And I don't need sympathy because <laughs> from Steph because I'm like, nope, I did this to myself. Hey, you don't need so it, I but I you kind of want it. I take it. <laughs> hey, do you mind taking them for yeah. a little bit? Uh, but I, I'll, I'll take it. I, I'll get up. I'm fine. I'll, I'll do what I need to do. Yeah. But I feel like shit, right? So my first thing is like, okay, what do I do the next morning when I wake up? Like, oh, I just want to get, I want to, I, I don't want to make breakfast. I want right. to go out, right? And then you get into this pattern of like, oh, like, uh, I'm like, you're trying to play catch up. Where like normally on a Sunday, if I wasn't hungover, maybe we do some meal prep, get things sorted. Sundays are really productive when you're not hungover. Hundred percent. Yeah. And and so that's all I'm saying is like if you're okay with wait like having a great time with your friends and then waking up the next day, but then like flipping a switch and being like, no, like I gotta eat this, you know, kale smoothie or whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. will flip, whatever will flip your your kind of day to set you up better for the week. Right. Because Sunday, I think for most people is that day where they can kind of just veg and I think it's and, like a reset. Day. Yeah. It's a reset day. Yeah. And I think, I think it's an important day to set yourself up for like, okay, what does the rest of the week look like for meals? What right. does the rest of the week look like for training? Like usually I don't, I don't train on Sundays. Um, so it's kind of nice that way, but 
it's usually a day for family. So like if drinking is going to make me someone that's going to be a shittier person to be around because <laughs> I'm like hung over and grunt grumpy, like, is that good? Like, obviously. So yeah, I, I just like take all these things in and think I, I can't, I'm not going to do it that often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a ton of factors that go into it. I think at the end of the day, like drink, have fun, live your life. Just if you're trying to like, change your life for the better for like sorry health wise like so you try and take control of your health like acknowledge it do some precautionary steps and if you're just living life and you feel healthy and fit then for sure have some beers with the boys it doesn't matter but just Just don't just be more cognizant if you're trying to lose weight and if you're super if your goals are to even gain weight some uh, there's a few studies i've looked at actually well that that goes into training right like so if you are trying to gain weight and you have to work out like say you drink on saturday you're not working on Sunday on Monday. It's still going to affect you. Right. Like those neurotransmitters are still there. Um, your training session might not be as good. It might not be as beneficial as it was if you're completely like good and sober. Right. Right. So yeah. Garbage in garbage out. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. So but enjoy life, drink with the boys, have those great bonding experience. Cause they're the best. Yeah. But just, I'm going to have an unbelievable night tomorrow. Acknowledge dropping it. it in the face that I feed him on his birthday. <laughs> Suck a potato. Oh yeah. So, well, uh, <laughs> all right. So the last one. Yeah. Last one. We got basically training injured or coming back, uh, to training after, after an injury. Yeah. Um, I think we both can speak to this pretty well. Um, I can speak to it very well right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I had a pretty bad injury two years ago, I guess now that put me out for basically like eight months, 10 months. That, yeah, that sucked a lot. And I think you had a, you had, yeah, your I hip had a hip this injury. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Ruined. I think in- injuries are part of sport no matter what. I think yeah, so listen to any athlete ever and they've had some big injuries that have happened. And I think it's something that even if you're not training for sport and just training for health and fitness, like it, it's going to happen. Like injuries happen. They're fine. You just got to acknowledge it and you got to kind of move on. Like, Rick Gore the other day was talking about how he like roll his ankle like on a just, boat just happens it was just like freak accident yeah just yeah. shit or hap- you or you on the rope like that's yeah. a freak accident that's not a train I wouldn't no, say that's that that was just like fucking so annoying <laughs> oh my god sorry I should should not <laughs> no no that's but. it's fine it's fine um yeah like shit happens like and you just kind of got to roll with the punches and go for it yeah. just the biggest thing like I've learned is I've done better with this injury but my injury before that when I broke my first rib. So the rib that's basically your collarbone. Yeah. Basically <laughs> underneath your collarbone. Incredibly hard to break. Did it somehow. Um He's so strong. I came back way too early. Like that's why it took me so long. It's because I just couldn't wait to come back and I just kept yeah. trying and trying and trying. And like, don't get me wrong, like I think it's good to like test out the waters and see how it feels. Like I think you should be trying that. Yeah. But just don't be an idiot. Like for me, it was like it hurt, but I was like, "Fuck!" Like I need I'm to sick get back to where I was. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't lose. I'm falling behind. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be fit anymore. Like I'm losing all my strength. Like what? Do, like, and it, and it it sucked. Yeah. And so I kept. I just kept reentering it twenty four seven. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing with coming back is like, first off, can you stay active while you're injured? Yeah. Like, right. Like, the, like with my my rib was whatever shit, like. The first month I was good with it. I realized, okay, I need to take the time. And then what I did is I just rode on a bike. I didn't use my arms. I just rode on the bike. Then it was fine. Or like walks. Do stuff that you don't might not normally do. With my ankle, uh, when I landed on the rope and rolled it, I just did an upper body. Upper body, yeah. I just like, okay, I'm going to take out my lower body completely. Um, I'll be fine. The good thing is there's a lot of research and studies showing that like, so for me, like, I hurt my ankle. I wasn't able to train like my lower body at all, but because I was training my upper body and I was still active, like my gains and losses in my lower body are, are minimalized yeah. because like all those hormones are still being elevated in my body. Blood so, flow increases, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still being fine. So you can, you should still train. Actually, there's a really cool thing. I'm just going to nerd out for a second. It's called bilateral facilitation. Yes. I, man, I was just going to bring this up. Oh, were you? Yeah. I, this is funny. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So say if I ruin my like, right arm right. doing something and I fuck it up and I can't do anything. If I still curl and work out my left arm, the right arms will won't still see. Big. Yeah. It, w- it might still see some gains. Yeah, it's and it super won't get weird. No, it's right. really cool. It's a really cool thing. I know that's, um, that's actually insane. Cause yeah. your bot, your brain can't say like, Hey, this to the right arm. 
yeah. it says, oh, it's send arms. Yeah, it's just like a... That's, it's crazy, too, because that t- comes into a... Um, yeah, there's been studies on, like, people that are amputees and stuff like that. Right. And, and uh, yeah, it's like... With phantom th- pain? With fan- yeah, yeah. With stuff like that, but anyways. Um, that's totally off topic. Yeah, continue. Uh, my con- mind is all over <laughs> Squirrel. <place. Yeah>. Um, <laughs> continue. Con- like, if you're injured, do what you can. Yeah, Continue so to train. And I think mentally, it's going to help you a ton. It is. And it, so, what I found is, like... So, first step is, like, okay, do I, like... Can I continue to do something because something is better than nothing even if it's boring as shit right like so so like if like you said like you broke your first rib that's actually pretty debilitating you can't do a whole lot with that right it was it your right side your left side left side yeah so like you can't really do a whole lot with your left side it probably still even hurts to use your right side yeah basically the first like 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 week at least i couldn't really do anything yeah because the shit thing too is like you can't put a bar to like squat you can't even just like kind of like getting up and walking and moving like would hurt it right and so like sometimes you have to suck it up and realize okay i'm gonna be i can't really do anything for this first like week or two but usually it's never longer than that unless it's a pretty bad injury and the big thing too there is to make sure that you are you're coming back slowly yeah and you're not like you're not thinking like you try out the movement and you think, okay, does that hurt? No. Mm. Okay. Can I add like a tiny bit? Okay. I feel it a tiny bit. Let's go back. And just like, yeah. then what I would do is like, so when I hurt my hip, it killed to like do anything off the floor. Like I couldn't even touch my toes. Um, cause I messed up this left side of my hip. My like, right. They were so wonky. Um, and so I would go down to pick up the bar and, it would hurt just to pick up the bar or like put on my shoes or something like that. Right. So like I would literally just do a range of motion that wasn't pain. So I, I literally do right. like basically RDLs with no weight, like it might like just yeah. my hands and I'd bend to like, I would come out of a range of motion where I would just go to the end range and then stand back up with no pain or like very limited pain. And then once it got bad, I would stop. Right. right? Like, so like if I went too far, then I'd be like, okay, that's my like limit for the day. This goes well with stretching, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so slow and controlled movement. Then as I got felt better, I started Olympic lifting again. And I would I would slow down the pulls, which is like opposite of what you yeah. want in, a, in an Olympic lifting cycle. But like I would slow down, make sure. So the focus there would be technique, right? Making right. sure that like you're braced to the max, making sure that my like spine, everything's safe. And, and I think that's a big one. And then just retraining those muscle patterns because it's a great time to go back and be like, okay, I'm just going to start from square one and make sure that like my technique is bang on so this doesn't happen again. Right. Right. Um, and then I'm stronger overall. So what I found the best was start small and then um, increase weight slowly. I kept track of everything, but keep it s- like slow moving. I would pause a lot in, in positions. Like I do a clean and I would catch it at the bottom make sure that my torso is upright. Obviously the weight is light, so you can basically do whatever you want with it, right? Yeah. And and I would hold it and then I like hold it at the bottom for 2 3 seconds in the receiving position, stand up. Uh same with like all types of movement. So I was doing that for everything. And finally like I started feeling good and I just remember one day I was like throwing some weight on. And I was like, "Oh, it's getting up there and whatever." And then all of a sudden I'm like back to cleaning 315 within you know, a decent amount of time. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, like I didn't even, it, yeah, it felt like it's not that bad. No. And, and, and it's, so it's not like you can't get there. It's just like, you have to be, cause I did hurt it once before and it wasn't as, it was worse the second time, but I was smarter the second time in that you right. learn like, okay, slow down. You don't need to get everything back at once. Your body's still strong. You just need to like retrain it to get back to where, where it needs to be. And the problem is if you rush back, then like the weak muscle or the injured muscle, it can get even worse because the mm-hmm. other side's working harder and yada, yada, yada. Like it's just, it's just a downward spiral. Yeah. I, I think like, I think every injury is a learning opportunity. Like, exactly. Like I think like for me, like, yeah, blowing my rib out of my body sucked <laughs> at the time. Don't get me wrong. But now I realize like, okay, like what, like what happened there? Why did that occur? And then it's like, okay, I take steps now to correct it. Like, I realized I had some bad shoulder blades and like 
not some great overhead like mobility going back to the stretching and things like that that caused like just a huge compounding effect and just being an idiot with training too right like being like oh yeah i haven't deadlifted in eight months i'll i'll deadlift yeah go for one rm like just shit like that that it's like okay like you got to be smarter with it and you start to learn and do better with those kind of like injuries every single time you injure something it's okay yeah. now i know now i know i got to do this like whatever so it sucks at the time but in the grand scheme of things like most injuries are what probably anywhere from two to three months yeah it bad, depends. like decently bad ones yeah like not one, not i shouldn't say those wouldn't be really bad injuries but i think really bad injuries are going to be close to normal like, ones to you'd like, see in the gym yeah normal or ones like, you see in the gym are probably gonna be like a month or like sport like like um normal yeah. sport injuries like four to six are, weeks like is probably where most injuries are going to be and then you'll be fine after that so yeah. take that first week kind of like take it super easy next week start to introduce like whatever you can do try to do something and then just slowly increase volume and intensity over time until you're ready see your see a good physiotherapist use um, pain as an indicator too right because yeah. like like i think that's a big thing is like using that end range of what your body can do even if it's like the arm that you hurt or the hip that you hurt or the side that you hurt, right? It's it's still strengthening that side and really being mindful of it. And I think that's kind of, um, yeah, just a yeah. I was always told uh, from a couple of physios, just like go to like a three or five out of ten pain. Right, wise. right, right. So if you feel it like hurt, but it's like oh, it's just a little bit. Like hang out there. Yeah. Try it out a little bit. Like could just be scar tissue, right? So it's just like, stuff like that. Like but yeah. I think that depends on the injury for sure. Like for tendonitis, I know that's probably a pretty good way to do it because it's like, okay, you know like that's where you need to work on it. Yeah. That's the pain where it is. So you need to kind of hang out there to build that tendon. Where like a broken bone, it's probably like, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> like uh, maybe stay away from it. Yeah, maybe don't cut your cast off yeah like maybe maybe hold off so i think it, it's very much early that's not depend- what i'm saying yeah <laughs> depends on the injury but yeah like you can totally train injured um i think it's better to just mentally as well like mental is huge right like if you're like you this is a good way to look at it like when people think they're sick and they have the common cold and if you like start to think about your symptoms you're like fuck i feel like shit i'm really sick i'm feel awful i'm gonna like puke everywhere and all this like you're gonna feel really bad i look at like keely she doesn't get sick because she doesn't allow herself to get sick. When her body's sick, she's just like, there's so many, I can't be sick. I have so much work to do. And her body's like, okay, well, we'll deal with it. You do your own thing. (laughs) And then like, yeah, she doesn't feel great, but like she just trucks through it and gets it done. So I think your mental health state of it, like if you tell yourself, no, like I'm going to get out of this faster. I think there's something, there's something huge to say for that. Like, I don't know if there's actually any research behind it, but I just think like, I think there, I think there is, I I can't speak on any, but I think there's a lot of, I think if you're in a better mental space being like, no, like this is only going to be this long and then I'm going to be back and I'm going to be crushing it. I'm going to be hitting weights. It's going to be great. Then you're going to come back and you're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I would say too is, is that, uh, um, shit, somebody just called me on my phone. I threw my total train of thought off. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, um, what was I gonna say? There's something good too. Oh, oh that's what it is. Sorry, sorry for yelling. Something good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the biggest thing that like I think is a misconception is like somebody hurts their back and they're like, I can never deadlift again. Yeah. Or like something like that, right? How many times have you heard that? So much. And it's like, no, like. That is completely opposite of what you need to be doing. Please deadlift. Yeah, like the especially the deadlift. Like the deadlift's like yeah. one of the most important lifts in the world. And like, trust me, I don't like it, but <laughs> I still do it every week because I know how beneficial it is. It's just for good. like, yeah, you know, like you. So your don't, posterior don't, chain don't stop, muscles are the don't, best. Don't. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is like, don't use injury as like a way to get out of what whatever you love to do for fitness. Yeah, just because right. your knees hurt doesn't mean you should just squat ass your ass. You know what drives me nuts is when doctors are like, I've heard this a lot from like r- runners. They're yeah. like, oh, like I have, uh, I don't know, name a running injury, knee, runners, Usually knee, knee, runners knee, yeah, knee and hip, and uh, and they're like, well, you know, you're fifty something, you run how long? Like maybe you just shouldn't run anymore. Like maybe you should. T- it's like, 
no, dude, man. like what the fuck? It's like this person loves running. You're going to yeah. tell them not to run. That's the dumbest advice I've ever heard. And the reason the doctor tells somebody like that, if, if, if you, this is advice for anybody going to the doctor with anything <laughs> and they tell you not to do that, fire them immediately. For, for the record, we both don't have medical degrees. No, <laughs> but no, we're, like there's there's something but to be said. fire them yeah. and find yeah. somebody that will because f- they're lazy. That's just lazy. I think I think you're honestly just get, you're like just trying to be like, don't do it. So then I don't I, have to worry about you coming back here and and like, like fucking I, it up. I've more. said this from like day one, and like me nuts. absolutely zero diss to doctors. I think they're amazing. No, uh, they're no, great. No, no. Um, they're very smart. They're smarter than I'll ever be. But I think if you have like a legitimate like, like if you yeah if you have if you're fighting some pain in your elbow. Like go to like a physio, like that's they're gonna be there. They're gonna help you in that. If you have like an ill, like you feel sick, go to the doctor. That's what, like there's a reason. There's two different people are things, people are right? good. They're sports medicine doctors that yeah would figure, like, figure it out way before. Yeah, my my thing is I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm just no. saying if a doctor t- if you're like MD says like my doctor my personal doctor would say I don't know enough about this injury. I'm gonna send you to uh, sports medicine or a physio. Yes, check. That's that perfect. is a good and most most doctors most do doctors that. will do and that. I think they're great for that. Or but. if like, but if like you go to a physio or you go to somebody that like you're paying to say what the problem is, and they're yeah. just like, oh well, just don't do that anymore. And it's not forever. To, yeah, and it's not to say all physios are great either. I know no. we talked about. You have to find. You yeah. have to. Uh, I mean, there's there's shitty coaches. There's shitty. Yeah. There's dentists, shitty versions there's shitty of everything. everything. Right. So it's just yeah. You have mm-hmm. shitty. You have good teachers and bad teachers. Right. Yeah. Like example. Like. Hyde's really good coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else is shit. Oh, actually, that brings us up to our actual final question. Why is Wyatt so good looking? Oh. Did, um, you, get, did you get that or did I? I <laughs> hey, it was Joel, why is Wyatt so good? Y- yeah. <laughs> it's like, was it, is Joel, it, you it, have a face for a podcast, but, <laughs> but Wyatt should be on a TV show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. It's probably just because I have a really good kill death ratio, Todd. <laughs> oh my god! Mainly. <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> All right, let's wrap this shit up. All right. Um. Yeah. So, moral of the story: stretching is good. It's something you should do. The main effect is probably going to be from relaxation and chilling. Uh, you should stretch if you have some mobility restrictions that are impeding on your uh, gains in the gym, like overhead mobility, maybe super shit stiff. ankle, yeah, stuff like that. But it's something that you can do it if you want. It's good. Or you don't have to do it if you just work out every day and you're getting those end range motions, then it's fine. Yeah, if you're somewhere in that that mid range of being stiff and flexible, then you're yeah. probably all right. You're probably good. Uh, drinking with the boys, <laughs> do it. Simple. Uh, no, uh, enjoy it. Everything in moderation. Have fun. Live your life. Just if you're doing it, maybe and you wanna, if you have certain goals for weight loss, just prep for it. And just remember that it. when you when yeah. you don't make excuses when you're not losing weight. Yeah. And and you haven't cut that out. Exactly. That's. Honestly, one of the first things you can do is probably, yeah. Anyways, uh, and then injured. When you're coming back, you should always train when you're injured. Find ways you can do it. Uh, be careful with it. Don't push it too hard, but test the waters test the every water. now and then. Um, yeah, where can they find you, Shrugs? You can find me on the socials, Hydro CrossFit. You can message us. Um, yeah, my, my, my personal stuff's lame. Don't follow me on that yet. Because you always yeah. use the Hydra account for yeah for everything. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is I'm gonna expose you for a second because uh, I think it's really funny. If people have made it this long, they deserve this joke. I was scrolling through Instagram one day, and a Barstool Sports video popped up, and it was like a deer mounting another deer. <laughs> <laughs> he knows exactly where I'm going with this, and it was like uh, it was like the deer like goes to hump the other deer, and the bottom deer like screams like in agony. <laughs> And the caption's like when it slips into the wrong hole or something like that. And I'm scrolling. And the comments, it's just Hydra CrossFit at Steph Strugnel. I, I think fucking I, died. No, I, I, think, <laughs> I, think I, used, I think I used my personal. You meant, you meant to totally I use your personal. Her, I tag her in everything but... <laughs> that I find hilarious. I tag her in everything I find hilarious. Something. It was so funny. Though. I'm just like, I was like. I, I screenshot it. I think I sent it to you. Like, hey, couple. man, by the way, <laughs> you're on the Hydra account. <laughs> but anyways, you can find me at uh, Mako Training Methods on Instagram and at Coach underscore Wyatt on TikTok. And actually, I started uh, YouTube has uh, um, shorts. They're basically TikTok's version or YouTube's version of TikToks. Okay. So I started that same thing, Coach underscore Wyatt. And I'm probably going to upload uh, All the Pursuit of Better on that as Boom. well. 
So who we'll knows? Be on we, maybe we will put a video camera in one. Uh, of we these we days will eventually. I think. Just have it on wide though. Apparently. No, <laughs> oh my. Come on. I know that was that was just a lie, outright. But anyways, all right. We'll uh we'll see you for the next episode, guys. Have a good one. Bye bye.